0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NCEA podcast. This is John Reyes, the Executive Director of Operational Vitality for NCEA. Welcome to this week's show. So joining us this week is Amelia Riedel, who is a consultant with Foundations and Donors Interested in Catholic Activities, also known as FATICA, and they are a leading philanthropic peer network. Uh, Amelia, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you, John, for inviting me. I'm happy to be here today.
0: Awesome, so let's get right to it. Can you talk a little bit about the work of FATICA and you know its core mission and how it works to impact Catholic schools and communities nationwide?
1: Absolutely. So FATICA is a leading philanthropic peer network. Um, its mission is to support and serve Catholic foundations and donors in their philanthropy and to serve as a catalyst for a vital church and human flourishing. We do this by providing opportunities for education, sharing best practices, networking, and opportunities for collaborative funding within our members for high impact projects such as national research studies. And most of our members do support Catholic education in some capacity, which ranges from direct assistance to a local parish school to more broad support of national reforms or innovative programs. And we have a number of our members that have engaged in our Catholic school affinity group, which focuses on a set of issues that impact schools across the diocese and across the country And those efforts have led to the research that we've conducted on Catholic school governance, as well as the national market research study on the factors that drive parents to choose a Catholic school. And then we share that knowledge through the national studies with our partners with the USCCB and of course with the NCEA. And our hope is that this information will provide our school leaders with the data and evidence that they need when they're ready to make informed decisions.
0: And it's so cool that FATICA has that dual um, pillars of practice between research and, and, and practice, right? Looking at data and evidence, but then providing sort of actionable insight for school leaders. And if you think about the job of a school leader and the job of, of working in and leading Catholic schools, there's just so much to juggle. And so having a partner like FATICA and the work that you guys do there on both the research and practice fronts is so huge. So that's, that's really awesome. And I think one thing that um, a good number of our listeners and, and a portion of our NTA membership might be familiar with is some of the market research that we collaborated on a couple of years back. Uh, so it was groundbreaking stuff. Can you talk a little bit about the key takeaways between that, um, that work that came out of the market research study a couple of years ago?
1: Absolutely. So that study was was released in 2018 and it collected data from surveys and focus groups, particularly with parents who did not have a child enrolled in a Catholic school. We really wanted to understand the factors that drive the decision process for parents and from, excuse me, from all the parents who participated in the study, we learned that more than half of them reported that they are willing to consider a Catholic school. And that rate actually increased to 77% if the parents were Catholic. And even nearly 40% of non-Catholic parents reported that they would consider a Catholic school for their child. So we looked at what, all the other factors are and and although we know the majority of our students are in public school we also learned that 42 percent almost half of the parents in the study reported that they were not satisfied with the public school education their child was receiving and the top complaints related to that dissatisfaction were overcrowded classrooms uh criticisms of the common core curriculum and a lack of character development within the public school environment. So it's important for Catholic school leaders to be mindful of those concerns when they're meeting with prospective parents. The other factors that we learned that can truly influence a parent's consideration of Catholic schools are that the schools provide, they're looking for schools that provide a good balance between academics and religious teachings. Um, They're also looking for a diverse learning environment Um, that's very inclusive, where everyone is welcome. They are especially looking for the schools that provide strong character development with an emphasis on community service
0: so you know this study is a couple of years old now at this point and i'm curious when you talk about the study or you incorporate the study in the work you guys do at fatica is there anything that surprises people the most i mean it sounds like there's a lot of things that's promising about um the insights from that market research study but is there anything that's particularly surprising to folks when you incorporate this
1: i think the the factor that is surprising is that for decades catholic schools we're trying to promote themselves based on um, being able to incorporate faith and religion into their curriculum um, and a lot of the factors that we've always relied on that were mission focused and um, but the parents are really looking for schools that are going to ideally prepare their students to move into the world and develop into Mature responsible citizens and have, you know, a great prospect for the workforce um, for future study so that is still like the, the larger driver so they're really focusing on the quality academics and as well as the nature of the staff, the, the trained faculty. Um, in that overall environment of the school. But of course, I think that's the character development piece that Catholic schools can really um excel in because of the faith-based nature.
0: Yeah, and I think it's interesting too when you look at the fact, and you were talking about the the level of response between Catholic parents and non-Catholic parents. And you mentioned that you know, really nearly two out of five non-Catholic parents reported that they would consider a Catholic school for their child, which is awesome, right? Which, you know, we look at the, the demographic shifts in the United States and, and we wonder, you know, from from whence will, will these new generations of Catholic school students and families come from? And to know that, you know, we have this great opportunity to serve those that are not Catholic. You know, you, you talked about those top three factors. Did you see them differ much? Did we see them differ much between Catholic parents and non-Catholic parents? Or did those top three factors relatively hold? between those two groups?
1: Those factors were um, relative across all groups, yes.
0: That's a really, really interesting finding. And, and especially now, right? So you know, the current situation of the pandemic, I think also presents this opportunity for, for growing, for increasing the work that we do in Catholic schools. And, and so how, um, how do you feel the current situation with the pandemic impacts how we use the findings from the market research study?
1: Yeah, I think this is an incredible opportunity to really look at how we can um, communicate a little bit differently with parents because we're finding that more parents are considering Catholic schools because the overcrowded classrooms in public schools have moved from a quality concern to a safety concern during the pandemic. And so a lot of public schools in many areas have chosen not to reopen. They're still continuing remote learning. And that is not necessarily an option that a lot of parents um, are satisfied with or you know maybe they really cannot um, continue that so we are finding that more parents are considering other options and so since we have sort of this more open market of parents that are sort of shopping for a school it's important for leaders to be mindful of that and and to understand the different factors that might be driving them to consider. And so if we look at our Catholic schools, because most of them are smaller, most of them have been able to reopen for in-person instruction, but if the pandemic should provoke them to move back into remote learning, we know that the small class sizes are still gonna be beneficial to the students because the teachers are gonna be able to really give them the attention that they need. The other thing that we're seeing is that Our Catholic schools are a lot more adaptable to to change and innovation because they're not usually tied to a larger school system that's bound by a lot more regulations. And so that flexibility has led to really innovative approaches to technology, creative teaching strategies that keep our students engaged and really support those educational outcomes that we're all hoping for. On the flip side, We know also from the research that the number one concern of parents who may be considering a Catholic school is the affordability factor. Um, That 2018 report revealed that only 63% of Catholic parents and 57% of non-Catholic parents felt confident that they could afford a Catholic school. However, that rate actually increased when the parents were made aware of the tuition assistant programs that the school may have, or any kind of state sponsored scholarship program that might be available to them. So it's really important, again, for school leaders to understand that even though the affordability may be a barrier for some families, if they make sure that they're communicating the different tuition assistant benefits that they have. Those parents might stay in that consideration area and continue that conversation with them.
0: So I'm curious too, and we've we've also got a, a certain segment of our schools that have actually had an enrollment bump, right? That have taken advantage of the disruption in terms of the norms of education, the desire for parents to really seek out and take a chance on on different options for for their kids. Um, You know, and I think there's there's a segment of thinking that talks about like, hey, you know, we're choosing Catholic schools because they're the only ones that are open. Um, But there's there's a little bit of danger of that. Right. Like so. So when schools get these new students and these new families in, you know, what does the market research sort of tell us is the best way to help retain those students going forward? Because we know that retention is going to be a huge challenge for us.
1: I think one of the most important things, that's a great question, I think one of the most important things that school leaders, principals, teachers can do with new families that have transferred in is is have some listening sessions and spend some time talking with the new families that they have welcomed into their school and, and just listen to what their experiences have been. Hopefully they're having a really positive experience. Our Catholic schools are known for being so strong and just excelling at forming great, strong communities and embracing new families when they enter our school communities and, and helping them to feel welcome. So hopefully that has been part of that experience, but then hopefully those new families are also noticing some of the other benefits of being in the Catholic school environment, the, the character development, the rigorous academics, you know, the, the nice um, combination of being able to um, have uh, teachers that are excelling in the technology and the and the creative teaching strategies. So, yeah. listening to to what the parents have experienced and and even if they have you know some concerns or some criticisms and challenging, but using all of that information to then inform how they move forward. You know even if it is making some kind of shift in some programming or maybe it's just as simple as shifting how they're actually communicating what their school has to offer. But those parents are huge um, marketing tools in themselves because word of mouth marketing is still so um, powerful. And so if you can make sure that those new families are satisfied and happy, then you're gonna reap the benefits of them actually going out into their peer network and sharing the good news about that school.
0: That's really exciting. And I think that's a really, really practical takeaway for folks that are listening. You know, it's to gather that data from your newest families, your newest parents, uh, your newest students, and, and use that as a way to extend the things that you do well. right? Like, and, I, and I think it's so interesting that you, you sort of bring up this contrast of like, a, hey, there are things that parents are looking for. And then there are things that the Catholic schools in our country and, you know, have done well. And even if they haven't always matched up, when we bring families in, we've got this great opportunity to showcase the depth of character formation, the the richness of the community building that we can offer to, to, to kids and families, even if that's not what, you know, initially brings them in. So you bring them in with those academics, you bring them in with that ability to innovate, and then you can help reinforce that with, with the traditional strengths of Catholic schools.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. So, you know, this isn't the only area where FATICA does a ton of work and a ton of research. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about the the work that FATICA has done in ex- exploring governance shifts, and that could be a whole other podcast, which I think is super fascinating. Um, but we also have another partnership uh, where we involved uh, an entity called I Give Catholic. So can you talk a little bit about this very new initiative with I Give Catholic, NCA, and FATICA?
1: Yes, FATICA has been in some conversations with I Give Catholics since last spring when the pandemic initially hit um, to discuss how to support Catholic ministries during the financial crisis. And since FATICA has been a longtime partner with NCEA, um, NCEA expressed to us that they had an interest in helping Catholic schools with their fundraising. And so FATICA was happy to serve as that bridge connect the two organizations, which is a lot of times where foundations are really helpful is, is being that bridge to form connections with two different organizations that have similar goals.
0: So that's really awesome. And and there's a part of this too, that I wonder, there might be a line of thinking that, you know, budgets are tight, wallets are tight, um, you know what makes right now a particularly good opportunity for fundraising and advancement for catholic schools it almost seems like you could be a little conservative and not do this so why would now be a good time to take advantage of a, such a robust advancement opportunity
1: i think this is an excellent time to take advantage of the opportunity partly because for the schools the platform that I give Catholic is providing is so user friendly, and I think they will definitely see that the investment of their time will be well worth it. Um, I also think that this whole campaign focuses on Giving Tuesday, which is a national campaign, well known, well promoted, and people are in that sort of seasonal time frame of mind where we're you know celebrating thanksgiving moving into the christmas holidays thinking about end of the year giving um, for charitable purposes and in the past there has been lots of impact and influence on lots of different charitable organizations that people can can share their funds with but why not emphasize the fact that our catholic schools have been Educating and forming people for generations, and so it's a really easy way for people to share. And it's a minimum of twenty-five dollars, so you know most people would be able to really feel that they're making some kind of a con- contribution in in being able to connect with a school that they feel grateful for.
0: And if memory serves me correctly, that minimum gift is twenty-five, but we're seeing we've seen average gifts. Um... That have far surpassed that. Am I correct?
1: That's correct. Yeah, I think there are schools that have really um, excelled in their social media campaign, and even classrooms challenging each other to, you know, sort of as a uh, incentive um, to win a um, donut morning or something in the classroom. And so there's been some great results with different schools that have been able to really engage their donors with this effort.
0: So you talked a little bit about the unique opportunity that Giving Tuesday presents. Um, you talked a little bit about the iGive Catholic platform. What else really excites you about this partnership uh, between iGive Catholic and NCEA for Giving Tuesday?
1: From a Thotica standpoint, I think this is a really excellent opportunity for schools to um, provide a minimal amount of effort to hopefully really develop a great robust donor engagement program, um, we see nationally the data on charitable giving that only 17% of all donations actually come through foundations. So a lot of times when schools find that they need to raise money for a program or for some capital improvements, they find themselves thinking that they need to write a grant proposal and and go in that direction. But actually 69% of all charitable giving comes through individual donors so it's a really great strategy for schools that are interested in increasing their operational vitality to really look at how they can either enhance or initiate a donor engagement program and so this online platform provides a way that literally leads leads donors directly to the door of the school so to speak because it's, it's across the country and so you might have alumni that have moved to another state but they hear about this effort through your social media and through lots of the other promotions that will be planned and um, they find your school they send you a donation and now that school will gain all of the contact information from the donors who contribute during the campaign and then they can cont- continue to engage and communicate with them and keep those lines open and hopefully develop a long-term donor relationship with them. So that's really exciting, I think, for schools to um, be able to benefit from that. And there will be some great publicity happening, um, which I think is also going to have another secondary benefit because we also learned from the market research that 54% of parents hear about Catholic schools through the media. So the more positive buzz we can create with the promotions for the Giving Tuesday, And, you know, the different schools sharing positive stories about the benefits and the impact that they're having, Um, all of that will just start to feed this wonderful uh, awareness of what Catholic schools are really all about.
0: So there was a, a phrase that you mentioned when you were talking about the partnership and you talked about this idea of donor engagement. You talked about it from you know, the platform standpoint and you talked about it as just a way to help schools operational vitality. Can you talk a little bit about you know, how does donor engagement really differ from I'm gonna do a fundraiser and try to raise a bunch of cash? Like what is the distinct difference between the two?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of times schools and school leaders think about fundraising and they just view it as this terrible, daunting task and, you know, people instantly go to this idea of event planning and and, um, raffles and all these different things, but donor engagement is really all about relationship building and Catholic schools are great at building relationships. We have a great record with that so it's really about connecting with the people that are part of your network or had been part of your network in the past Um, as i mentioned it could be alumni it could be parents who wish to give some kind of a gift in honor of a teacher that made a huge difference in their child's life Or it could be grandparents that want to make sure that that Catholic school is there for generations to come, because they've seen the benefits in their own family. It could be people from in the community that may not even have a child or a connection to the school, but they just really appreciate what the school has done for the community. So they have this opportunity to sort of give back and support the school as part of being involved and engaged in that community and then the school can develop this relationship with them where they start to communicate back and forth and perhaps find out if there's a particular program that they might be interested in and maybe they invite them back to the school to take a tour to meet with students talk with teachers you know whatever their interests may be but it's really about building those relationships
0: and I think that's such an important thing to note, given the fact that, you know, with lots of schools and school leaders, I think relying on in-person events in particular as, as fundraising sort of strategies and tactics, you know, and if that, that's not available to you, the whole core concept of donor engagement is building relationships. That's still something that you can do. And it seems like Giving Tuesday is a great way to extend and really enhance that relationship building that's core donor engagement.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think if you can't bring them on to your campus in person, schools have been so creative in finding ways to take videos or conduct Zoom calls. We've all learned how to do that in the last six months. So there's lots of ways you can continue to engage even virtually.
0: So so looking forward, I think this is a, a good way for us to, you know, I think wind down a conversation, but, you know, the partnership between uh, Igu Catholic and NCEA that FATICA is helping sort of support and facilitate really is about embracing an opportunity for growth. So if we look big picture, what do you feel are those opportunities for growth for Catholic schools in the next three to six months?
1: This is such a great question, and when I thought about this, um, I thought about how, We know that chaos drives innovation and we're going through this time in our country and our world where there's a lot of change and can be painful and messy, but it can also motivate people to force improvements a little more quickly than we might normally be willing to do. So I think schools have this amazing opportunity to respond to the increased interest that we're gonna see in Catholic schools. More and more parents are definitely open to considering other options than they have in the past. And so being prepared for that and being ready to have those conversations for the parents that are shopping. And then this opportunity for donor engagement for schools that may not have really thought um, a lot about that in the past, the technology is providing ways to connect with people. You know, we're already doing that in our schools with our students. And when we had to do remote learning, people pivoted right away and figured out how to do that. And so online giving is a fantastic way to bring people in and allow them this opportunity to support your school and, and offer this opportunity for them to, to share that they appreciate the education that they may have received. The other thing that I think is really exciting is that the schools have had to embrace technology in so many new ways. And so we're seeing that systems that were older and maybe paper based are being replaced with newer online systems. This will help them to increase efficiency and likely reduce some costs. And that will definitely contribute to some financial sustainability and and help them down the road. I think one of the most important lessons that we've learned through the pandemic is the value of community. You know, we've learned that we are wired to be in relationship with each other, and we do not like being isolated. And our Catholic institutions have always been at the center of healthy communities. And I think our Catholic schools are so essential to continuing that legacy. They provide the connections and the social support for families, And I know they'll continue to do that throughout the pandemic, but I think the important thing I would like the school leaders to know is that they are not alone with that responsibility. And that's why there are so many foundations and donors and institutional partners that are dedicated to supporting Catholic schools so that they can continue doing their job of supporting our communities and supporting our vital church.
0: And I know that those of us here at NCEA are so grateful for that work of community building and support um, of Catholic schools that Fatiga has has done over there quite some time, has been truly transformational and, and, and know that we are so grateful. So Amelia, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you, John.
0: Awesome. So for those of you listening, if you haven't already signed up for I Give Catholic and Giving Tuesday with NCEA, what are you waiting for? Uh, You can still sign up through Friday, October 30th on ncea.igivecatholic.org. That is included with your NCEA membership. So as an NCEA member, you can participate in this really exciting opportunity with NCEA, with I Give Catholic, supported by FATICA. Take advantage of this great opportunity for donor engagement, have access to a ton of resources to help promote, engage, and extend uh, the work that you do in institutional advancement in your schools, and, and be connected with. The nationwide network of Catholic school leaders and folks that are helping to advance uh, and grow the impact of Catholic schools. Uh, so make sure to check that out. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us at NCEA. Again, this is John Reyes, the Executive Director of Operational Vitality for the National Catholic Educational Association. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. See you soon.